Welcome, friend. Thank you for making this program part of your daily routine. Those of you that have been faithful listeners, thank you so very much. I know we have dozens, hundreds, even thousands of people on the 70 or 80 different stations nationwide and worldwide, actually, that listen to this program that have been such a key and integral part of what we do here at Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you are new to the program, Thank you so much. We're going to start off today with a letter that we received. Now you say, how long ago did you receive this letter? Was it today? Was it last week? Was it last month, last year? When was it? We receive mail all the time. But this particular letter, well, it's approximately 29 years old. Old. Yes, you heard me correctly. I'm holding in my hand the actual physical copy that came in around February of 1992, way back in the day. It's just a great testimony here that I'd like to read for you. Mrs. Jackie from Portsmouth, Virginia. Here is what she has to say Dear Bible Tracks, recently I went to church. Now realize recently was 20 something years ago, but recently I went to church and I received a copy of a gospel track that you folks make called The New Birth. Now many of you would be familiar. Those of you that know Bible Tracks Incorporated would be familiar with that track. It's actually the one that God used to launch this ministry some 80 something years ago. It is zero one. It is the very first skew that we have, the new birth. She went to church and someone handed her that gospel track. I read it, she says, and it gave me an assurance that accepting Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior was the best thing I could do. Get this. She was going to church and received a gospel track and realized her need of salvation. I've always thought of gospel tracks being used out in the world, at a gas station, at a restaurant, or something like that. But here, this is a gospel track being used at church. She says, continues, I must say, until I received that track, I didn't realize that in order to go to heaven, you had to be saved. I seriously thought that it was the good things, the good works that I did, and just by attending church, that I could go to heaven. And the new birth, that gospel track, changed my life. I'm glad I chose Jesus Christ because I'm not a loser by going in this direction. I'm a winner. Praise God. I'll continue to pray and read my Bible daily, but I know that it's not my good works that take me to heaven. It's my faith and trust in Jesus Christ. What a testimony that is. Let me ask you, friend, you're listening to a Christian program right now. I'm going to open the Bible. We'll be in the book of Nehemiah here in just a moment, Nehemiah chapter number two. But even though you're listening to this, did you know, or was that news to you, that your good works won't take you to heaven? Did you know that Jesus Christ, there's an old song that says, he the pearly gates will open. We're actually going to hear that song in just a moment. But did you know that the only way those pearly gates open for you is not because you help old ladies across the street. It's not because you're honest and an upstanding citizen. It's only if you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ and him alone. 
I'm going to ask you to ponder that thought as Paul Levine and Bob Finley sing a good old song, He the Pearly Gates Will Open. The song was recorded many years ago, as you will hear from the recording, but I'd like you to think about that. What are you trusting to get you to heaven? Listen now. I did not follow up what I was saying immediately before that song and ask you this question. God forbid something were to happen to you. Do you know for sure where you would go if you were to pass away? Are you trusting in your works to get you to heaven? Have you been taught maybe by your parents, maybe by a priest, by a pastor, by some spiritual leader, or maybe just by a friend that all you have to do is hope that your good works outweigh your bad works when you take your last breath, and that's going to be the determination of whether or not you go to heaven. Can I tell your friend that's not what the Bible says? The Bible says it's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Now, I'll tell you, this was not the direction that I planned on taking this particular broadcast. We will pick up Nehemiah here shortly, but... I've got to say, there are four simple things that you must understand and one major truth that you must accept if you're going to go to heaven when you die. 
I feel led of the Lord to give this right now. I've got to tell you, in the book of Romans, chapter number 3, verse 10, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. The first thing we must understand is that no one is perfect. You've got to realize that you, each and every one of you that's listening under the sound of my voice and me, yes, this evangelist, this man who sits behind this radio microphone, who works full time for the cause of Christ, I am the furthest thing from perfect. I'm the worst sinner I know, and I'm not being insincere about that. I am a sinner. The Bible says there's none righteous. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Friend, we're all sinners. Number two, there's a penalty for sin. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. Now that's bad news. The fact that you and I cannot be perfect means we are automatically destined for an eternity in hell. It's not a situation of your good works outweighing your bad or having a bigger pile of good works at the end of your life than you have bad works. The issue is that you could have an infinite amount of good works on one side of the scale and on the other, you could have one single sin, one speck of unrighteousness, a bad thought, a tiny, quote unquote, tiny lie. You could have a microcosm of a sin on the other side, and yet still that would be enough to send you to hell. Why is that? Because heaven is a perfect place. If heaven is a truly perfect place, then how much sin can come into heaven for it not to be a perfect place anymore? Any sin whatsoever that enters heaven means that heaven's not perfect. That means you can't come to heaven with any sin. It doesn't matter how much good you wrap your sin in, it's still going to be found out. Number one, we're all sinners. Number two, the penalty for our sin is an eternity in hell. Number three, though, here's where the good news starts. Jesus Christ paid that penalty for you and for me. What an amazing story. What good news. Yes, but the way, for the wages of sin is death, but, Romans 6.23 continues on, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. The question is, and number four, and here's what you must accept if you are going to go to heaven, just like Jackie did in Virginia over 25 years ago. Here's what you must accept. You must accept that free gift. How do you accept it, though? Well, I'm going to turn over to the book of Romans, chapter number 10, and verse number 9. Here's what the Bible says. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart, verse 10, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Verse number 13, we jump down, Romans 10, 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I'm so glad the Lord led me to read that letter from Jackie of Virginia some 25 plus years ago, all the way back in 1992, because it's led us to where we are right now. Me asking you this question, what are you trusting to take you to heaven? What are you trusting for salvation? Maybe you say, in my head, I understand. I have a head knowledge about the fact that I'm a sinner. I also can conceptualize that my sin destines me for an eternity in hell. And I know that Jesus Christ paid that penalty 
But maybe you say, I've never in my life, never made that decision to accept that free gift. You can know the gift is out there, but until you ask for it, it will never be yours. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Let me tell you this. You could pray a simple prayer. You can word it yourself. It could be something like this. God, I know I'm a sinner. I know that my sin is going to send me to hell. I know that I want to get saved. Please come into my life and save my soul. Take me to heaven when I die. Amen. If you prayed a prayer like that, would you like more information? Would you contact me? You can text me at 309-316-7240. Again, that's 309-316-7240. We'll return to our study in Nehemiah tomorrow. God bless. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.